when I was a kid, the big thing about records was that uh, they all had satanic messages on them. That's what we were told. If you listen to all the records backwards, they would have, you know, worship my devil dick or whatever it is on them. And, I, you know, I, I, I was so excited about this idea that I played all of my records backwards, you know, when I found out about this. I never heard anything. Now, keep in mind, I was listening primarily to Duran Duran records. And what you get when you play a Duran Duran record backwards is just a slightly better sounding Duran Duran record. I got worried about the devil, though, because it seemed to me that he was putting all of his marketing money into the vinyl record industry. But then CDs came out, and the devil was like, ah! It's time for another episode of... 2.52 With your host, Ralphie D, Kuwata Kurt, Princess Crazy Girl, Frank G, and Amy the Dream Master. There's this one friend of mine, and I won't even call him a friend, acquaintance. He had this awful, awful rap that he did in the studio that he had in his home. And I use the term studio very loosely. Um, it was him, a microphone, and possibly a Casio. Not mad at it, but uh, he put it on tape, and then he thought it was the ish. <laughs> Seriously, and it was awful. I mean... I, I'm gonna have to try and dig that up. I don't know if I. I have a box of tapes, and I hope it's in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we always have some awful people, and a lot of things start out awful, and as people get into it and they progress, they get much better. And you go, "Wow, I can't believe how bad you were when you started out." Yeah, um, this guy, his claim to fame was being a studio gangster, which was weird to call himself that <laughs> on purpose yeah like i realized when i had to give up my rap career because i was like i'm not good <laughs> the term rap career is very loose <laughs> in this hey, look, hey, hey we played a show we played a show in vallejo yeah we did we did we did i was i was in that show you were in that show there you go tom was in that show that show was bad <laughs> It was bad. Yeah, people I mean, in the audience were like, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Like, well, that's probably for the best, so that's cool. Yeah. Feedback on the mic. It's terrifying when you get that feedback. I didn't know how to handle a mic and that kind of thing. I, I mean, I just thought you just, you know, hold a mic, get on stage, and do what you do. But, you know, there is an art to it, and I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, you're one of those dudes that cups his hand over the fucking ball and it goes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I was getting the encouragement though from the audience, the like old black ladies, like, "Go, oh, boy, you can do it. You're gonna be all right." <laughs> the boy, good. Yeah, I told you, good. Hey, I knew him when he was me. That nigga got talent. You don't I, know a damn thing. And I'm up there sweating like, oh god. Well, my deal, I kind of, I kind of blamed our manager for not getting us some mic checks before the show started. You know, I thought that would have been yeah. cool if we were able to get in a nice little rehearsal. But our manager was mm -hmm. more, he was more, um, let's say, he really wanted his name first. That's what it was more important <laughs> to him than his artist. You know, I mean, every everyone 
to be fair to him, we were all novices. We just got out there and did it. There was no, no one knew what the hell they were doing. We, all we knew was that we booked the show. We got a show. We, we have a tape on a, uh, on a uh, stereo with our music on it, our instrumental, and we were going to rap to it. That yeah. was basically it. <laughs> yeah, that works. Was that the first time you ever tried to, like, you know, handheld mic walking around trying to rap? Was, yes. Was when yes. you got on stage? <laughs> yes, that was the first time. Well, it was definitely. And I, I, were I, they cordless? That was, Probably uh, not. No, no, they were. Hell then. no. Hell no. You yeah, had one I, mic, I was and, to and Tom and I had to share a mic. That's, that's oh, that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and they had cords on them. It's not like you could walk yeah. around or anything. It was just like uh, stationary <laughs> rap. Yeah, you could move a little bit, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah we, there was no mic stand. There was no mic stand, but we had two mics. Ralph had one. I was holding the other one, but Tom was over my shoulder. And Tom, yeah. I don't know why, he, was, he started, he, we went from side by side to him literally behind me with his head over my shoulder yelling on the mic. And I'm like, this can't look good. <laughs> like some oh, weird, weird beastie voice alternative thing or something. Or that, uh, that, muse, that uh, movie from the 70s, the thing with two heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah. good times. Yeah. So, uh, I just remember uh, my brother, my brother was probably like, maybe 13 or 14 at the time. And I just remember looking at him in the crowd and he was just shaking his head in disapproval. It was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. The show, I was like, the show must not be going good. It probably looks <laughs> the way it feels up here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, rehearsals are important, guys. <laughs> I went to them right. that was, group's uh, first and last show. <laughs> well, yeah, that was our, 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 yeah, on a stage. But, like, you got us at a house party or in a oh, restaurant. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. We were great. We were great. <laughs> yeah, it's that's just, right. I, I almost forgot about the house party rap. It's just the presence of the lights that fucks with you. Then. <laughs> we, we prefer the more intimate crowd where we're not really on a stage. Everyone is just crowded around us and we're doing our thing right. and, 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 and rocking the house. And then, uh, well, actually, when we did that Chevy, we had a little bit of a stage. Not yeah, like we were kind of up. Uh, it was probably uh, maybe we six El Machino, right? <laughs> yeah, we were right next to El Machino. <laughs> nice. As a matter of fact, we had microphones too. Man, man, we tore that up. You guys rapping over the PA system. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson, party of two, the microphone box. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of crazy shows, I mean, we went to a comedy show that was in a laundromat. Nice. That's good. That was awesome. Was it, was it launch oh my God, humor? Was you know, did it really, <laughs> was it just like, this is a shitty venue, but we're going to play here? Yeah, That's it was, right. It was, called, like, laugh, it was like called Laughing Suds or something like that. And it was like a <laughs> yeah. fully functioning laundromat, and they had a stage, and then they had comics on there. So it's like, do your laundry and watch the show. It seems like that yeah. was a great place to see Gallagher, because once you got shit all over your clothes, you could just throw them in the watch. <laughs> I got a, I got a full load working here. Come on. Who wants to get in on this? <laughs> What's really funny about that show, uh, I remember, I think we saw like three comics, but there was only one comic, and I remembered 
he had this uh, bit where what if Jesus uh, was a stand-up comedian? <laughs> and he was pretending like he was Jesus, and then the comment or the uh, the MC was like, "And we have Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ." <laughs> and he came off the stage. That's Christ, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's the only you know, joke that's that I funny. remember. <laughs> to this day, uh, we still say Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's even extra funny because I have a friend whose name is Marty Christ, and we always call him Marty Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I attempted to watch Scream Queens last night, but I fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> but but I did because it, it was two hours. There was two of them, yeah. I, didn't, I watched one of them, and then I didn't notice the other one. And I said, oh, there's another part. So I had to watch that, too. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, the, the first little bit that I saw was interesting, but, like, I got, like, to the part where basically the dude, the devil guy was like lurking outside as the girl was going in to do the capo whatever because Jamie Lee Curtis announced open okay whatever's it was <laughs> very beginning like the very very beginning right on yeah it's uh you watch the rest is so far it's pretty good it's basically you know it's it? basically okay. you know Heather's mm-hmm. meets scary movie and it looked like it was going to be Heather's meets Scream anyway but they really went more scary because there's some straight parody okay. scenes coming up as you get into it is there okay because I caught the Heather's bit totally because that's one of my favorite like eighties movies now check this out you win five million dollars from the publisher sweepstakes and the same day that, that big egg guy gives you the check. Aliens land on the Earth and say they're going to blow up the world in two days. What do you do? That's easy. I just slide that wad over to my father. Because he is like one of the top brokers in the state. If I got that money, I'd give it all to the homeless. Every cent. You're beautiful. If you're going to openly be a bitch... It's just Heather, why can't we talk to different kinds of people? Fuck me gently with the chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa? If I did, I probably wouldn't mind talking to the geek squad. Did you see that? Heather number one just looked right at me. Is that, that's from the 80s, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's from the the end of the 80s, but yeah. (laughs) Yes, I had a huge crush on Christian Slater, so. And it was because of the movie Pump Up the Volume. That's what that's he hooked me on that one. I think that's when he Which got most has, of the girls was around there, those couple movies. Right. In a row. Yeah, and I think that's about all he did. Like I don't know if he's done anything lately. Uh, he did lots of other stuff in between Uh-oh. there. In the recent what, years he's been in series after series that have been pretty good. They seem to be series that I start to watch and then they run eight episodes or seven and then they get cancelled. But uh, now he's on Ugh. he's on Mr. Robot, and that's not going anywhere. So he's uh, he's got a good gig finally. I mean, look at this. Look at it. A world built on fantasy. Synthetic emotions in the form of pills. Psychological warfare in the form of advertising. Mind-altering chemicals in the form of food. Brainwashing seminars in the form of media. Isolated bubbles in the form of social networks. Real? You want to talk about reality? We haven't lived in anything remotely close to it since the turn of the century. 
turned it off, took out the battery, snacked on a bag of GMOs while we tossed the remnants in the ever-expanding dumpster of the human condition. in branded houses, trademarked by corporations built on bipolar numbers, jumping up and down on digital displays, hypnotizing us into the biggest slumber mankind has ever you seen. You have to dig pretty deep, kiddo, before you can find anything real. We live in a kingdom of bullshit. He is on that? See, yeah. I still haven't watched that. I've got so many gosh darn shows. That's really good I'm, too. Be, be prepared damn. to uh, to watch them all in a row once you start, because you'll be like, "Oh, what happens next?" <laughs> right. It's one of those. Yeah, because we're still trying to catch up on Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm watching this other one called The Strain. I'm watching freaking Z Nation. I've got. We're f finishing up Breaking Bad on Netflix. We still haven't finished watching Orange is the New Black. <laughs> like, I want to watch the Daredevil thing, the Daredevil series on Netflix. I don't, did you see that? I watched part of it and then I stopped and watching it. I thought, I thought I remembered you saying, like, nope, this sucked. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't suck at all. And if for people who aren't, if, you know, big time into it, it's really good. But to me, it just violated the spirit of the character as I remembered him. But going forward, for people who are new to it, it's really good. New to it, right. Okay, gotcha. As long as it's better than uh, who played him before, Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a shitty movie, too. But that was that because was they had so a horrible. shitty script. They, that was he didn't do such a bad job necessarily, but this that whole thing was just shitty from the beginning. If you see the director's cut of that, which they put out the DVD like two years later, it's way better than the movie they actually released. It's rated R though, so they wanted to cut out most of the stuff to keep it PG thirteen. Ah, uh, got you. So got there's you. a whole extra plot with Coolio in there that's completely missing from the actual film as released, and you're like, oh. Well, this makes a lot more sense now. Huh. Well, maybe that one I might have to just buy it just for the collection because I have all the rest of them. So. It's still not great, but for like three bucks or four bucks, it's pretty cool. Right. I'm sure I can get it at Walmart in the bin for like five bucks or something. <laughs> yeah, Ben Affleck seemed to have a strand of movies that are in the five buck bin, but it's okay. <laughs> He'll be back now with his Batman thing because he'll, uh, yeah. he's going to do a good job there and they're going to run that for, you know, another seven, eight years. He can stay there doing that. So uh, he'll be good. He's, he's not going to have to worry about money anyway. <laughs> no. no, unless he gambles it all away. I just hope if they keep doing Batman films, they eventually have one where Matt Damon plays Robin. <laughs> they got to. <laughs> they kind of have to. At least in the Just, Kevin Smith version or something. <laughs> right, right. Either that or, like, yeah, exactly. They have to make a Kevin Smith version or somehow Dogma. That is that is in my top movies as well. Yeah. That, that movie is, uh, I like to pop in every once in a while and watch that one just for shits and giggles. Just because I love the scene when he goes in and just fucking starts blowing everybody away, and then he gets on the or he's on the bus and he gets off and he's like, "Whose house?" Say what? No, it's just like fucking crush groove. Hell yeah, motherfucker! 
He's dancing around. Not enough people really got into that movie for some. Maybe because there was the there were people protesting and crap like that at, at first, but uh, so it didn't get really the publicity that the other ones got. But no, and that was the best one out of all of them. I mean, Jay and Silent Bob Straight Back was was good. It was funny. Well, you had to but, see the other ones for that but, one to be good, though. Right, but Dogma, that one was more of a serious one, I guess, ish. And it turned out to be one of my favorite, all-time favorite ones. So yeah, it had more. It had a more involved so, story in right. this. Yeah, I don't know right. how serious it was when the giant poop monster came up and started attacking. <laughs> right, right. I love Buddy Christ. I actually had a Buddy Christ bobble <laughs> like head guy that was on my dashboard for the longest time. Yeah, those are cool. He and still shows up on the internet all the time with this, you know, thumb, thumbs up thing. <laughs> yep, I had him. It was he was in the car that my dad actually crashed on me. He stole because he needed popcorn, and <laughs> he did. He took my car without telling me. He needed popcorn, even though there was like two bags of popcorn in the cupboard. And he was just running to CVS at night. And he's bl- night blind, and he went to go turn left and turned right into a brand new Cadillac. And Smasho! There went my buddy Christ, and that's where all my ICP tapes and everything were. They were scattered all across freaking Haggerty Road. <laughs> Nine Mile. Actually, it was right down the street from the warehouse. Oh, the, the tapes were just trying to go home. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ironically, that's the funny thing. I was like, I laughed when I moved to that side of town, and I was just like, how funny is this that I actually live like less than a mile from where I used to hang out all the time? Two fifty two. I saw a pop-up ad for Dove Soap or some stupid thing popped up in the middle of a show I was watching that I had actually, you know, taken from the internet. So it wasn't a commercial mm-hmm. that got ran by a local network. It was in the feed. Like they're putting commercials popping up in the feed because they know people are downloading and skipping commercials. So they're just going to be part of the show that you can't get around. Like, what the hell is that this? Is, that is diabolical, is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I stopped. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? I had to look up on the internet. I'm like, was this an accident? Did somebody push the wrong button? No, that was that's paid paid advertising. Oh, it's not bad enough that they have all the products on display in the show. No, we were talking about what kind of beer ET got drunk on, and I was like, well, was it? Amy thought it was Coors, and I said, well, probably it could have been Stroh's or something because it was the '80s. Uh, was it Bush? Everybody has that kind of a be, different memory of that. I, yeah, I would have to. Uh, I mean, my my brain right now is telling me old Milwaukee. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this is I, an interesting. I, I, I haven't seen ET in so long. I mean, right. I even yeah. What what beer what beer did he get drunk on? Well, and see, that's where it comes into the advertising thing. Is back then they used to try to hide most of the stuff if they were using real products, or they'd have a oh. kid that just said beer and shit like that. But you could barely right. see if you watch the movie and you and you can tell what the logo is. They never showed it in full, but it was Coors. You, know, you could see like the oh, O R S as all you could see, and it had the old kind of weird pop top tops. 
Which I, like, yeah. Okay, so they were using Coors but trying to hide it because it wasn't a paid product advertisement. Now he would be holding the can up to the camera and showing it to you and shit, you know, and smiling at it. <laughs> But they didn't. You don't remember because they didn't really show that stuff off. It was, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they do product placement is so prevalent in movies and TV now that you don't even think twice about it. There's one thing that I wanted to uh, uh, wanted to mention. Um, this was like actually uh, several weeks ago. Um, that show, uh, Mr. Robot, they had preempted their season finale. Because of what happened, you know, in, in the real world with the um, with that reporter, yeah, and And when I actually saw the episode, I, kind of, I I ended up, you know, I did see the scene, and I could see why they probably did it. And there's, I guess, there's a certain, um, you know, you're saying that risk reward. It's like sometimes I think in Hollywood, I think they do that, and there's a there's a legitimate purposes and it's really close to the uh, source material but I think other times they might do it just like oh they're pre the their episode and yeah they, they want to build it up and it's like are you guys actually feeding off of the tragedy? Oh. A little bit, because absolutely part of the plan there from a marketing perspective is we're going to get a huge amount of people saying that, the, you know, talking about this today, even though they've never heard of it before. And if you looked even in the, uh, you know, the on-demand and the illegal download areas, the traffic on the Mr. Robot episodes there went was through a spike nine. In the, uh... Yeah, it went way up. You know? So, yeah. uh-huh. So their ratings for that final episode when it aired were way up versus the rest of the season because suddenly everybody wanted to see it and now they're hooked for the next season. So yeah, that was that was a really good marketing plan. But they, I, I kind of saw that and I, kind of like, I remember like uh, there was like there was like this one like back in the day, uh, you know, uh, there was that uh, Josh Whedon's uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They had. They had preempted. And it's it was like, uh, it was the season ender, and instead of showing the season ender, they skipped it and waited till the next season started and then showed it. So they, there yeah. was like a, oh, an wow. extra three months on their cliffhanger there. Wow. Well, I, I think sometimes that's a little more responsible because as much as I and I and again, I think the the show Mr. Robot I, I I think is a really good show, but I don't think they needed the. The, the trickery to get them out. But I guess, I mean, it worked, right? Well, it, it was, see, that was one of those things that worked both ways because, no, they didn't need to do that. I think they initially did it because they just felt it was too close, but it worked out in their advantage. You know, they they knew it would work better that way, but I don't think they uh, they really took advantage of it necessarily. It just happened to work out. You know, it wasn't like they right. tried, tried to capitalize on it because they could have gone gone bigger for sure uh, the show in general predicts and relates our actual world so many different times throughout those 10 episodes that it's i mean they, they're talking about the ashley madison hack in episode one and then by episode eight it actually happened right. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Who, who is his person that's feeding him data it's somebody who works with the people yeah. who are anonymous you know one guy or another you know they know somebody that's and there actually have been the legend that goes through all the people that, that we've always talked to. There are actually people working on doing the exact thing they're doing on that show with trying to wipe out financial data, and they've been talking about it for 15 years. So it's like, well, 
is this show trying to prepare us for a world where this is about to actually happen? Because so many things in that show seem to be happening in our actual world. You know, is that how meta this gets? <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, I remember uh, I, I was one of those documentary uh, behind the things where uh, they were talking about Sopranos when it first, like that first season. And they said a lot of the, you know, mafioso types, they were watching the show, they were like, hey, this looks really, you know, they were like, hey, this stuff is uh, really mirroring certain things that had happened. They were like, Where, who's this guy? Like, where's he getting his information? <laughs> they were really like, hey, hey, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So which one of you fucking mooks rattled on my life? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> who the fuck is over here? Who's this guy? Uh -huh. Fucking Crane. Who's this guy? Yeah, that's some stuff you don't I, want to mess I, with. I, uh, I, I apologize for that Goomba accent I just tried to pull off there. It, it, it wasn't working. I could hear myself saying <laughs> Yeah, that was quite... And I am sorry. Quite racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Frank's allowed. He's got the last name, but <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably going to do it again, though. And uh, I want some juju peas, and the moolie's gonna pay for it, huh? <laughs> What's new in Crazy Girl World? Well, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Yes. It has to be Christmas because we got the Christmas trees up at work. What? A little early. Yes. A little early. <laughs> it's crazy. It's September. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you want to buy your Christmas tree and your Halloween costume at the same time? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> well, it, it does kind of make sense. Uh, I, my ex-wife used to keep the Christmas tree up like year round. Oh, my God. It's like, why is the Christmas tree still up? I'm like, <laughs> It's this May. We just had Easter. We would go over to his house and the Christmas tree is still up. I'm like, all right, good. Are you just going to, he's just going to keep it up? Well, now it's an Easter tree. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, people come by the house and it's like, hey, Kurt, man, is that a Christmas? Like, man, don't even, I tried, like, I tried to take it down. I really do. Like, I'll get it. I'll get it. Like, bitch, you will mm -hmm. never get the Christmas tree. It's been four years. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we got cat shit presents underneath it, <laughs> dog shit presents. I mean, can we please? Yeah, you you really uh, 180 with the wives there, Kurt. <laughs> Good on you. I really did. I really did. Just uh, got back from a charity golf tournament today. Our company was uh, sponsoring a hole, the eighth hole on the course and stuff. Okay. Do you usually play golf? No, I didn't play. I was just uh, serving. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, did you play golf today? I didn't think you were going to. Yeah. Not you. big Not big into the golf section, eh? No, have, you, not at all. have you ever? I, I've, I've, only, I've never played golf in my life. life. Yeah, I've been only done video games. games. I like driving yeah. the golf oh, cart. Mario, Mario Golf, I'm a master, but <laughs> golf, no good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can do some Tiger Woods on the Wii, which is kind of, it's exactly the same thing, except it's not at all the same thing. It's actually right. a lot harder <laughs> making contact with the ball than you think. Yeah. 
And then there's the actual real wind and not just an arrow on a screen makes a big difference too, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The real world experience, right? Right. Well, it's like people that, you know, they go, this is very realistic. And then if you have someone who knows how to play, try it. Like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like Guitar Hero. Like, this is just like playing guitar. And the people who play guitar are like, I don't understand this and this is stupid. Yeah. I know. Shit. I thought I could have That's been funny. the fourth yeah. Metallica yeah, member. Say, on the other side of the coin, what are you talking about? I could play the drums. Bullshit. Man, I used to fuck it up at Compton. Yeah, motherfucker. That's guy. bullshit. Yeah. Get this nigga some sticks. 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 Yo, fuck it up. <laughs> well, yellow, that, blue, that yellow, actually... blue, red, red, blue, yellow, blue. But I, I got this shit, right? This is drum. <laughs> That actually is the, of the of all of the things that and the singing obviously carry over fairly well. If you can do the drums on that on the expert, you can play some actual drums and get a song out of them. You know, so you probably can if you if you keep it up. If you haven't played in a year, then you forgot now. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and then you lost me at expert. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could still play a pretty. Oh, you could you. play like. Uh, Excuse you know, me. Can you put it on easy, please? Thank you. <laughs> You you could play a march or something at least, and then boom, boom. Actually, you know what? We used to play all the time. Uh, just last week, we were watching football, and uh, Tom had said that he had cleaned up all the gear and everything, all the, the guitars and stuff. And I'm like, hey, man, I think it's time to get the band back together, man. We haven't played in a couple of years, man. We used to do a full concert set. <laughs> Say word. <laughs> I will be on it. Say word. <laughs> <laughs> Word. It's time to get the band All right. back together. <laughs> All right, this weekend it's on. <laughs> yeah, we played at uh, at Frank's house when uh, Pat and I uh, visited. I wish we had the video of all of that because like, just the the Pat doing uh, Motley Crue vocals on the floor and spinning in circles would be priceless. <laughs> oh my God, it's it really is great. <laughs> I'm not sure what he was singing about, but I know it was dick related. It was not actually the, the proper lyrics. Yeah, speaking of video games, you've been going hard on the Mario Maker, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, I, gotta, I had to unlock all the crap. There's so much stuff in there that it's it, it takes forever. It's a, it's a lot of a lot of cool shit though. You can do anything you want. Man, yeah, I've been getting those screenshots and I'm like, wow, this is that's crazy. So you you make the level, then you play the level. You can make it and play it, but then you also upload them, and then everybody else is uploading them. So there's literally like hundreds of thousands of new Mario levels that you've never seen already, and. 70% of those are people being assholes like here's a thousand things flying out of a cloud at the minute you start so you're instantly dead you know stupid shit like that and uh, and there's a lot of stuff where it's just like don't hit anything and they'll they'll have it sort of autoplay like mousetrap where Mario goes through a bunch of shit till he hits the flag and those are cool but there are a lot of people doing real you know this is an actual level that you would play and those are really cool I made a Smart couple Smart as hell of Nintendo because uh, let's say they just ran out of ideas for levels. Make your own. Here you go. <laughs> you got the keys. Drive the car. Oh, for sure. Well, that's it. And they, it's now it's like self-sustaining. 
because people can keep making yeah. those and then they can you know now they don't need to make a new they can just you know it's always there for people you want more mario just download this or buy it however you want to do it yeah so yeah, i'm sure, and then they'll sell you they'll sell downloadable packs of shit for it so you can add in the few things that aren't there already because it doesn't have every everything it just has a ton of stuff there's a people i don't have this block and this enemy's missing it's like well cool those will be 4.99 in a few months you know? <laughs> Super Mario Maker is a new game for the Nintendo Wii U that lets you create your own Mario levels. You can use graphics, enemies, backgrounds, basically anything you can think of from Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario 3, Super Mario World, and New Super Mario Brothers. Mix and match styles, put anything together that you can think of, and then throw your levels online where there's currently hundreds of thousands of brand new Mario levels waiting for you to give them a try. Basically, if you started playing right now, you could never play all the levels that have already been created, and the game's only been out a week. Unfortunately, along with that, you've got a lot of practical jokers who are just making instant death levels, and the people who are being creative, but a bit boring by making the autoplay levels where you're just supposed to stand there and watch as Mario bounces around. It's a very cool sort of mousetrap style thing the first five or ten times. But when you've seen 25 of them out of the last 30 you've tried, it gets a bit boring. We've been playing with this for about a week, and I've invited Agent 14 to join us in the studio today and give us his opinion. You've played it a few days already. What do you think about this game? What do you like? What don't you like? What's your favorite part? Give me your opinion of the game. Well, I'd say that, um, like, it's spot on. It has most of the items. The only thing that I haven't seen yet is the golden bullet bills and also the giant bullet bills i don't know if they have those in here or not some things are missing some people have complained about things that aren't here but they're probably going to have those as downloadable stuff later and charge more money for them you know yeah also one of my dislikes about this game is you can only use the special outfit mushrooms only for like the old um the first super mario game and then the other one they turn into what the shoe or something um the shoe um will like i believe that um it's the shoe's just an item i believe well the, the shoe is that you can you, know, you kill the goomba that's in it and you hop in it and then you can hop around and bounce on stuff and you can swim better if you're underwater with it but that comes from super mario 3 and also in Super Mario 3, they introduced the frog suit. <laughs> yeah, that's not in here either. <clears throat> this does have the feather. It doesn't have the frog suit. It doesn't have the cat suit. Which is annoying. It doesn't have the cherry. Yeah, there's, there's stuff that's not... Uh, that's, I mean, they can add in a lot more later if they want to. It isn't actually a 3D world yet. So maybe in a future update, they'll add a 3D world eventually. Well, they can still add the 3D World graphics. They can still add the uh, Super Mario Land. There'll be black and white Game Boy graphics from the old oh, style. <laughs> That's about it. They can add in things that are elements from Sunshine or Super Mario 2, the U.S. version that was with all the uh, or maybe completely even different 64. items. The, Nintendo, the Super Mario 64 stuff is all the same stuff that's in all the other Super Marios. It just happened to be 3D. 
Mm. I don't think they can. There's no easy way to make this a 3D level generator because it's working in blocks and grids. Uh. It would be a whole different tool if you were trying to, you know, do 3D stuff like that. But if there's any characters or bad guys that only appeared there, they could bring some of them over here as 2D guys, though. Yeah, and maybe they could possibly bring in the um, flying cap that you got for um, completing the game in Mile 64. Okay, so yeah, there's power-ups you could get, sure. Some of the bosses would be cool, because I've seen on YouTube, um, they, someone actually made like um, a 2D bomb-bomb battlefield, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> That is pretty cool. It just redid the level in there as yeah. best as you could make it work. That works. Yeah. It was so funny. Especially for the bomb. Because what he did is um, he used one of the growing mushrooms. He put it onto a, a normal bomb. He grew. And then he put on um, the whatever the spiky turtle dude is. <laughs> I forget his name. Okay. <laughs> He shook him up and put him on top of the bomb for like his little crown, <laughs> and I thought that was funny. What is actually kind of cool is that you can still kill him, just not in the way that you would in the original um, Nintendo 64 Mario. He just had the 2D sit up. He put um like the ground and had some. Goombas, where the ground what was, with the flowers in the background for where they're supposed to be. Um, he used the um, the little trails and put the um, like grinders or whatever they are, um, and put them on there. And then they had them fly around, so like they're the wrecking, they're the um. Like, I think they chain chomp sometimes, but he used saws or something, and he just circled them around to pretend that they're those little balls. And he did the little mounted platforms so that he could just jump up and get to the, um, get to King Bomb. And also what he did was he actually had, um, the two warp zones that they had in there too. And he also put in a Goomba at the start. I mean, a Koopa, not Goomba. <laughs> for the Koopa race that they did later. 3D effects, I still say, are the best ones. But it would be a completely different designer if you were trying to actually make the 3D platformers that they have now. And, six, and Nintendo 64's other stuff. Yeah, that, that, they can't really make a easy for everyone to figure out type of tool like that for stuff like that quite yet. Maybe later. Yeah. So. <laughs> they already have the weird thing for, um, like, they have for the um, Super Mario 64, you know how you can mess with Mario's face? Mm -hmm. That's as close as they're going to get right now for being able to design stuff. <laughs> Well, you 3D. can get actual tools, computer tools and stuff, and do that for real if you are into that. But it's not something you could pick up in a game and just click, click, click and make it work. Yeah. 
you can certainly make 3D levels and redesign whatever, but you need a computer and a lot of skill and some time. It's not simple. <laughs> but this wasn't simple to do, you know, 20 years ago. They couldn't just draw the thing and push play and have it work. They had to program it and go edit the code and then test it later and see if it worked and then go back and forth 50 times. Now, if it doesn't work, you just hit pause and you move the thing over one or two squares and you hit go again. Yeah. And also, you're actually able to um, be able to watch Mario's movements and also where you died, if you've ever seen that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've actually just unlocked that, like, um, two days ago or something. But I unlocked it, and I tried it out, and it was... It was just like comp- my screen was completely filled with Mario everywhere, pixelated Mario by Mario. <laughs> it was insane. No, I don't have that yet for some reason, or I don't know how to turn it on. I guess it's down in the bottom. That's technically what the edit mode is. It's just a creative mode. You have an infinite amount of stuff. You can just grab one thing, and um. And just place a million of them. That's why the first thing that I wanted to do when I was going to make my Bowser level was just make it, like, delete the whole entire thing. Just have the whole entire thing just, um, a Bowser boss fight. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, like, just at the end, I was just going to have, like, a little Bowser Jr. Because if you put a feather... On um on Bowser Jr., he's actually able to throw the hammers as well. You don't. No, oh, cool. Now Bowser doesn't do that with the wings. Bowser, you just have to equip uh, Hammer Brothers to it, <laughs> which I think it's annoying. <laughs> they did they did it with Bowser Jr., but why didn't they do it with Bowser? <laughs> I don't like it, but I do because Bowser is um. He's advanced over the years. <laughs> he isn't just like, all you have to do is wait till he jumps and then you just fly over to the axe and then. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, that was always the plan anyway, mostly. You could either. You don't seem to be able to shoot him as much as you used to, though. Yeah. I guess it still works, but it takes like 50 shots or something. You used to, four or six would, would knock him off. Yeah, that was. Mm, Maybe it was eight. I don't know. A a few bursts and he would go down. So you could shoot him, you could run under, or you could jump over. And that's what the axes or the hammers were for. So you couldn't jump over as easy. Oh, yeah. But now it's hard to jump over him anyway because he knocks you down. Yeah. I guess they want you to go under. And also, whenever he does that slam, he also stuns you. Which I think is also annoying. Whenever I'm, um, just wandering, or, like, um, I've explored a couple of people's Bowser levels, and every single time, like, out of nowhere, I see, like, 20 million fireballs coming out of nowhere. <laughs> right. And then I get yeah. stunned, and I'm just like, what happened? There's no, like, Koopa Troopa there. But then, Bowser, bong. <laughs> yeah, it's always trying to zap you with something on there. <laughs> it's oh, annoying. I got I got the skinny weird Mario. Oh God. He's cool, but it's really bizarre to use after using you know, regular Mario for so long. 
Yeah. He jumps super high, and he looks completely weird. Do they have like the um, Omega mushroom on that? Uh, what is which one is that? Um, it's like one with a super thick top. What it does is like there is a bar on top of the screen. He enlarges, and you're able to destroy everything. <laughs> oh, okay. And that no, is no, they insane. don't have that one in here either. Er. <laughs> Where you turn into super giant size and it can plow through the bricks and everything? Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> they might add that later too, but not yet. Yeah. I'm saying if they did, I would just make a level that starts you off like, um, it has a gap so that you just fall through and destroy everything. Jump or die. <laughs> it's just like that, um, jump or don't move level. <laughs> right, there's a, lot, there's a lot of those don't move levels. Yeah, the don't move levels are cool, but it's just like, why am I even doing this? <laughs> well, some of them are cool and they're fun to watch, and some of them are just stupid. Yeah. Some of them just run you right to the end in three seconds. Yeah, because one of them for um, when I was doing the 100 Marios, it just like... There was just a super sort, don't move. It's just a very, very small level. It was like the smallest that you can get it. And it's just like pipe, tube, boom. You bounce up, and then you hit the flag. And I'm just like, that's not cool at all. <laughs> I don't even know why they did that. And they, and they also had like different flip springs on the bottom. And I did not understand that because you couldn't even get to the springs. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff is you can't figure out where you're trying to get to. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the Mario games do that these days. It's just like, oh, it looks like I have to go down there. Wait, what? <laughs> Mario does that way too much for me. What, it gets, it gets too hard? No, it just gets confusing at like which direction to go in. <laughs> Mario, always run to the right. And that's where you're going. Well, I'm saying for like the 3D Marios. Oh, yeah. That's a bit trickier sometimes. But yeah, and the other ones, just, you know, you might have to back up sometimes, but always go to the right. As for the 3D, it's just like, okay, I need to climb this. I need to wall jump off of that. Where am I going now? Okay, I need to kill this Goomba. <laughs> well, you do a lot of that stuff in 2D as well. You're just not realizing that's what you're doing. Uh. It would look different if you looked at it sideways. Like when you play Super Paper Mario and he flips from one direction to oh the other. Oh, God, that was annoying. It looks different because you're looking at it from the other side. Yeah. Or sometimes there'd be something in the way you couldn't go forward, but if you look at it sideways, you could step behind it really easily. Yeah. Because there's extra dimension. And also, what I did like about that, that Mario was that, like, also, once when you flip to the side and you saw, like, a Goomba or a Koopa Troopa, then once when you flip back, he's there then on the other half. And yep. then they flip back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually able to um, be, like, um, Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Peach. Lots of these games are so old now. <laughs> it's just, like, lots of these games were, like, before I was born... But they're not old, but to some people, they still are. <laughs> right, well, there were 35 years or 40 years of games before you were born, so that makes sense. Yeah. 
You've played most of the old ones too, though, or at least the, yeah. not every single one, but some some of each generation worth. But yeah. back then, all of those graphics were just all pixelated, and then now it's like it's still pixelated, but it's like you can barely see the pixels, <laughs> which I like about it. Well, if you get close enough, yeah. But they used to have 224 dots across the side of a screen they could fill in. And now they have 960. Yeah. So that's a lot more space. Well, that's because our technology has en- enhanced since, well, 1980 or whatever it was. Well, yeah, everything has changed since, yeah, the, that's really like about 1972 or so when they first started having some games. They, they got big around 1980. Yeah, they got big around 1980. I knew that. I they were actually gone. The games games kind of died. People put out too many crappy games too quick. Oh, God. And around in, the, in 1984 and 85, there, there weren't too many games. They were out of the toy stores, and people were selling them for 50 cents and getting rid of everything. And then actually Super Mario is what brought it back. Yeah. Because they sold the Nintendo with the Rob and the light gun and stuff and pretended like it was actually a toy and not a video game. So they got back in the stores that didn't want to sell video games. Uh, and then, of course, everybody bought them, and then it didn't matter what they wanted to sell because everybody was buying it. Mm. They wouldn't say, no, we don't want to sell that thing that people want to give us money for. But yeah, for stuff like that, like Mario and Legends of Zelda and Smash um, and uh, like Pokemon, all of those have brought... Nintendo back up to the top. Well, maybe not the top, but close. It goes it comes and goes. Sometimes they're on top, sometimes they're not and they yeah. they're they're doing fine either way. I can still hear like the woo doo 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 doo. <laughs> yeah, those annoying ass sound effects that people sometimes use too many of, yeah. I don't yeah. know what the deal is with those. I, I like them, but they do get annoying after a while. <laughs> it's neat once in a while, but some things have it screaming the entire time. It's probably yeah. like little kids making stuff, though. Yeah. I've seen one that's like... Um, it's like the... Um, like the, the disco ball one. And it's like your... Um, it's like your Mario is on drugs while that thing is happening. Oh, and it's I, all yeah. like swir- swirly, and I'm just like, what in the world is happening? <laughs> it has that dizzy effect or whatever. I've seen that too, yeah. Yeah. Dizzy effect plus the weird angel girls that circle around you and the disco ball. Oh, the dancer <laughs> things. Yeah, I saw those too. That's insane. I thought it was Pikmin, but then it was no little dancing girls. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. So overall, would you recommend people get Super Mario Maker or not? I'd say you should. Just to be able to be make your own Mario level, it just seems so cool. Alright then. <laughs> Since when you're able to get new items, get costumes for the characters. So, if you really wanted to, you can make a Legends of Zelda, like a Legends of Zelda map, in Mario Maker. <laughs> Yeah, some, I've seen some Zelda ones and some Pac-Man mazes and a few Mega Man levels and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen Metroid. 
Okay, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> that Metroid one was cool, though. Well, there you have it. Whether you're 10 or 40, if you like Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Maker for the Nintendo Wii U is a must-have. 252. We had, we had the realistic-looking, non-orange-colored bullshit gun, so we would have be killed if we tried that shit now. Oh, oh hell yeah. God. Oh, we did that shit out in public, too. Do you believe that? Right, yeah. We were actually running around doing that shit, like, in broad daylight yeah. in the street. Nowadays, it's like, oh, yeah. we're all, look, young guys running around with guns. Even I more dangerous than that, though, yeah. was we uh, when we had when we had the real swords, PMC's <laughs> real swords, that we were messing around with those. We didn't. Oh, I mean, yeah. we're all untrained. At, at this time, we were untrained uh, when we were filming that. I mean, Kurt and Tom, they got trained on uh, you know weaponry, but at that time, untrained with real sharp, untrained. real weapons. Yeah. Oh my God. So- Hey, Frank, the funny Surprise thing about nobody. this, I mean, we were dressed, it was a space pirate movie that we were doing, <laughs> and we were, we were all dressed like pirates, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were had in these real swords, we had real swords for all the, because they would be shiny and everything, but when we yeah. actually did a fight scene, we would change the real swords for these uh, brass, right, um, yeah, I mean, the, so the they brass still, fake. They still made the yeah, they still made the noise so they would clang, but they weren't <laughs> yeah. sharp edged weapons because before we had the sharp edged weapons and we got like, all right, hold on, guys, let's like let's not <laughs> cut each other because uh, Ralphie yeah. got real uh, ridiculous with PMC and PMC was had he had these huge eyes because Ralphie was going for the kill and PMC was like, this knife is sharp as shit. What are you doing? You're really trying to kill. Hey, I got this, all right? I got this. <laughs> Oops. And I'm like, hey, and my whole thing is like, keep filming, don't stop. <laughs> I know, he had us out there like Stanley Kubrick and shit, you know? <laughs> I want the realism of the fear in his eyes. <laughs> crazy. You know if I like crazy people are like drawn to Ralphie? It's like, it's crazy oh, they just want to talk to him and be around him. And he can never, he never knows like the right way to get out of a bad conversation. And he just stays in. And I just look at him and it's funny as shit. Cause you're like, look, he can't get out. <laughs> and then at, at, and at some point I just dive in both feet. Like, all right, fuck, I'm in here. I'm in here. Let's talk. <laughs> it's like, why are you trying to figure him out? He's crazy. Well, I, I think we were in like San Diego or something. And we were coming out of some store or something. Some guy was like, hold up, hold up. Who are you guys? Who are you guys? And then he started talking to Ralph. And Ralph just could not get out of this conversation with this man. And he was like, he was trying to figure out who he was, where he was about. Was he some Hollywood guy? And I'm like, Ralph, man, this dude is just crazy. Or, or he's gay. And he, he wants you. Either way, you need to get out of that conversation. I'm like, we're over here right. now. I mean, I'm talking. <laughs> Everyone, everyone had been left. I, all I see is everyone yeah. in the back. I'm like, guys, <laughs> hold up. What was that game show? Remember there was that game show on like MTV or something, and they were trying to cast for it when we were like in this bar, and they were trying to cast us. What was the name of it? Oh, it like uh, the, the studs. Was that the, yeah. Was that the name of it? 
I don't know. They were just trying to, it was like a dating show and they were trying to get a bunch of guys and they were casting for it. And we were in the bar and they were like, and the casting person was like, okay, just give me your name and stuff. I was like, wait, hold on. Uh, what is this? I was, uh, and Ralphie was already signing the paperwork. I'm like, well, what, what are you doing? What is this? We're not even going to be in town that long. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I want to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how uh, we almost got uh, we had this, uh, I don't know, again, another one of these casting things. And um, they were trying oh, to cast me for this uh, uh, what was that movie? It was uh, Dead Man on Campus. Campus, <laughs> right? And uh, and they were trying to cast Ralphie for uh, well, there's a Patrick Swayze movie. What was it called? Black Dog. <laughs> she goes. She goes. Uh, you know what? You're not right for this movie, but there is a Patrick Swayze movie coming out uh, soon. We're casting for it now. Uh, take uh, take down my information. I want your number, and maybe we can put you in that. And I was like, huh? All right, cool. And then uh, when the movie comes out like six, eight months later, it's like, it was Black Dog. <laughs> so I was like, oh, thank God I wasn't in that. <laughs> <laughs> Not his finest work, eh? Guy in that movie. No. <laughs> no. But every time it came on, I'm like, hey, Robbie, man, they got the movie. You're supposed to be in that, man. That's you. Black Dog, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and no thank you and needless to say my acting career never took off <laughs> yeah I never get that acting career off the ground <laughs> never tried actually uh, but I, I was uh, we were always about uh, you know opportunity knocks you answer I was like opportunity knocks I'm like my opportunity I don't want nothing to do with you <laughs> <laughs> I'm over I'm here like, there were two or three times where People were gonna cast Kurt in something. I was like, dude, you gotta say yes to something or show up to something. He was like, yeah, I'm waiting for the. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the perfect storm. And then something else comes up again. I was like, holy shit, dude, are you gonna get in on this one? Nah, I'll wait for the next one. Yeah, another one. Um, what was it? I can't remember the name of the movie. It was a Spike Lee movie. The one where uh, they were like a World War Two or something like that. I can't remember the name of it right now, but the lady was like, oh, she was looking at me, and she was like, oh, you look like you could be a soldier. We're doing the Spike Lee movie, and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you just need to come down here. I was like, yeah, I ain't going to be in town that long. And they're like, oh, well, you just really need to come. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, hold on, give me information. <laughs> I, might, I might be able to fit in the Spike Lee movie, <laughs> but if I can't, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they can around my schedule. What do you think? Yeah. And that was like the same thing where I kind of like blew my big shot at uh, Marvel Comics. Oh, man. That was like, I, I was so excited. I finally had this job at Marvel Comics. And I, I thought it was going to be this whole thing where I was going to see all my favorite artists and all this other stuff. And it wasn't. I mean, I worked down, I worked in like in the building. I was in with being a gopher. So the person that I only knew this chick named uh, Pinky Artica, she was Tom DeFalco's like assistant or something like that. And anyway, I worked there like in the summer. They finally gave me this thing where like they're like, look, if you really want to do this, because I was trying to tell everybody who would listen, like, hey, I'm an artist, I got this, you know, give me my shot. 
And they were like, here, you they ink this thing. It was, it was, they gave me these pages for this Hawkeye comic book. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll ink it. I'll send it in. I'll do it. I was like, okay, I got to go back to California, but I'll just do it, send it, and bring it back. I was so excited. I had the papers. I came home. I showed everybody. I showed Ralphie, and I was like, look, man, I got, they gave me these pages for Hawkeye. I got ink it, and I'm in there, man. I'm in. I'm working for Marvel Comics. I couldn't tell you what I did with those pages. After a while, I just decided, man, fuck Hawkeye. <laughs> Who is that? I don't want to be on that book. <laughs> Hawkeye. He'll never announce anything. Jack it. That does it for this episode. Check out our website at RetroNerds252.com for links and show notes. And check us out on Cave Radio at CaveRadioBroadcasting.com. We leave you today with the illustrious sounds of the Dick Spinach Five performing their hit single, Detroit Cannibal. Thanks for listening. Nice and lean Serve them up hot straight out of the pot Don't forget to eat the spleen
mais que antes. So good. So Ah, uh, I'm done. Pull yourself together.